0: to the Equipping for Life podcast by Pastor Tony Paulo. Listen as Pastor Tony provides tactical tools to overcome obstacles in your everyday life. Praise God. Everybody take a deep breath. I'm going to preach from Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. Living contrary to culture. Okay? So, um, I pray that you leave convicted. And we're, we're on, we're on uh, live today. So, if you hear something that you... I, I pray you're convicted. Some of you may leave upset with me. Some of you may leave angry at me. And that's okay as long as you leave transformed. Okay? I'm preaching... I always preach from the Bible, but I'm preaching from the Bible, all right? So I'm going to challenge your process, your perspective using principle because some of us mistake our preferences for principles, okay? We don't live our lives by preference. We live our lives by principle, principle of God's word. So I'm going to challenge some of your process, and and just because you think a certain way doesn't mean it's true. Just because you think a certain way and it feels right doesn't mean it's true. And just because you think a certain way as a means to not hurt people around you doesn't mean it's true. We're not supposed to hurt people around us, but we're supposed to live by principle, right? Jesus says, I think, he says, I come to bring a sword. The way I process and think, he says, I'm going to cut the things of this world in half in order to bring the light of the world. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 says this. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards heaven. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. Now, we all know the story of Daniel um, in the lion's den, right? And But we're not going to talk about that part. We're going to talk about the prerequisite, kind of this little overlooked scripture that's mentioned before Daniel and the lion's den and the the, in order to set the stage today I really want to say that we're living in a world and a culture that is completely antagonistic towards the gospel we're living in a world and we got to be so careful that when we stand up for what we believe that we're not we're doing it in a way that's really person to person instead of attempting to broadcast faith or, or attempting to broadcast our belief system on social media, I tell you what, it doesn't work. And I'm so grateful, actually, when when the Pastor Anthony, the latest thing with Roe versus Wade and the Supreme Court system and uh, justice and all that stuff. I mean, we're pro, we're pro-life from womb to the tomb. If we weren't pro-life, if if you, if your mom wasn't pro-life, we would not have had the pleasure of meeting you right now. Okay, And I'm so grateful that nobody on the staff or in the leadership team went to social media to say, praise God, Supreme Court justice, um, because all that does is it just invites a battle. And then you have 100 people from California hating you unnecessarily. And when you turn on incandescent light bulb on 10% of energy is used to light, 90% releases heat. So out of the 100%, 10% is light, 90% is heat. And you think about the debates that we often have on social media, that the majority of it is just wasted sideways energy. In the end, yeah. nobody's opinion has changed. And I got to tell you, this is not about our opinions, because this is above our pay grade. This is our belief system here. Yeah. Do I have an opinion on different matters? No, I don't. But I do have a belief system on certain matters. Yeah. So when we share our belief system is based on principle and this is why i got to tell you and if you're watching from home i don't get how someone who's a believer says pro-choice 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 i want you to show me biblically some principle that you can use to prove or assert that pro-choice is a decision that god celebrates there is not one scripture but yet we use these secular mindless meanderings that we just kind of throw out there that just doesn't make sense. And this is not about taking sides. This is about, this is about life. It's not about sides. It's about life. It's not about left and right. It's about up and down here. And I want to make something clear. When I want to do something, I want to teach you that there are certain ways that we can live our lives, that we can live contrary to culture it, with conviction, with, with courage, but yet with grace and elegance and love. And this is where Daniel was at here. And we're living, just like Daniel, we're living in this age where it, they, the world does not celebrate your faith. Does that make sense? The world does not celebrate your faith. I'm not here to contradict the word, but I will contradict your understanding of the word. I'm not going to challenge your principles. I'm going to challenge your process using this story. And the whole culture doesn't mind. What they mind, actually, is what they don't like and what they hate is when you live with conviction. What they don't mind is if you're weak and watered down and you have a watered down version of discipleship. If you are strong and vibrant in your faith, that just doesn't work. You're filled with hate. You're a hypocrite. I thought you're supposed to love Jesus. But what the world, the world is setting a pattern and then telling you how you should follow you have to live this way you have to vote this way you have to believe this way if not you're not filled with love so the world sets pattern doesn't romans 12 talk about not following the patterns of this world my mom used to remember mccall for those of you who are a little older with the with the uh, she used to set a pattern she used to sew our clothes And she would set a pattern for my brothers and I and sew all the clothes the same. And you may think, oh, that's sweet. Not when you're 22 years old. (laughs) You know, I'm 22 and I have my three-year-old brother there with a, 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 a shirt with a fire truck on it. But you set a pattern and that's how you are to live. So the world has set this pattern. But for some reason, I see the church following the same pattern. But today, I'm praying that the Lord teaches us how to live a life contrary to culture. And and so, most of us are familiar with this story, but there's this story in verse 10 that really teaches us that Daniel lived in a culture much like ours. He lived in the city, he lived in the city, he lived in this country called Babylon. He was a prime minister for years for several kings. He grew up in the system, he grew up in the school system. He was pushed through this dark, secular uh, demonic school system so he was he was used to being in this invasive dark culture living out his faith but when we think about look at this story even when the people around Daniel they hated him he still rose up the ranks of influence he still rose up the ranks of God's favor let's look at verse 3 of this chapter and verse 3 says it this way then Daniel distinguished himself above the governor's and traps, which are the presidents, he distinguished himself. What does that word distinguish? That word distinguished means that he rose up the ranks. He was elevated. He excelled. Okay? This is distinguished. Because he had an excellent spirit, and the king gave thought to setting him above and over the whole realm. Now, Daniel did two things in this story. Daniel... Did two things in living in this culture that was anti-faith. Because we live in a culture that's anti-faith. We live in a culture. Got to be careful. If you fit in our culture, there's a problem. If you don't feel the antagonism against your faith, maybe you're not living it according to the principles of the word. Daniel did two things. He lived within the culture that hated God. But yet he represented God well, and he rose up the ranks. So even when people hated him, he was still promoted. Even when people, it's possible that people can hate you at your job, and you still be promoted. This is the symbol and the sign of God's favor on your life. I want to, and I want to, interesting to me, what I'm enamored by is not by what they said about Daniel, but I'm enamored by his responses so two things he distinguished himself so literally that means he was elevated among his uh, among those in the world you ever find yourself in a place where you're promoted and people around you who already hate you the fact that you were promoted they even hate you more this is where Daniel is but Daniel doesn't respond I'm finding really interesting and and that Daniel does not respond to his critics Sometimes I want to just be really clear with people and go, no, that's not the case. But Daniel, guess what? Daniel was silent amongst his critics. So Daniel lived well. He represented the Lord. He distinguished himself. He rose up the ranks. He had an excellent spirit. And that excellent spirit, all that means in this context, commentators said he just was a positive person. He wasn't argumentative. Now, he's growing up in a very dark culture, an antagonistic Babylon. He lived, he wasn't in conflict with anyone, he wasn't argumentative, and he didn't entrap himself in worthless arguments. This is Daniel now. Even though he was hated by his peers, he was blameless. And because he was blameless... Daniel chapter 6 verse 4, he, they found no corruption in him. He was trustworthy. And because he was blameless, they had to make stuff up about him. They just make stuff up about the. We call that um, gossip, which we don't gossip here. No, not here. Not here at all. They made things up about him. So Daniel's enemies recognized his excellence, his character, that he was trustworthy, and they just made stuff up about him. Now, again, I'm just caught up not by what they said about him, uh, but uh, b- about the lack of his response. Because oftentimes, I, I tend to focus, I, I need to focus more on my character than on my reputation. But there are times where I get caught up in, on kind of cleaning up and focusing on my reputation while ignoring my character. Think about the people that, when I think about the story of Daniel, the people that didn't like him the most were his closest followers. (laughs) Your critics are going to be your greatest stalkers. I know you call them followers. They're not followers. You may have followers, but I'm talking about stalkers here. And so what they did, they were so energized and so focused on taking Daniel out that they said to King Darius, let's make a decree that for 30 days anybody who bows to their god would be thrown in the lions den and why 30 days because they would just all they wanted to do was take daniel out everything was focused on taking daniel out all we need is 30 days how about if we do it 3 weeks we, we better make it just an even month and to focus on taking daniel out and so the tone of this accusation's now has me thinking the world is so contrary to your belief system they're going to make up things about you. You're going to say, well, this is what I believe. Oh, you hate. Oh, yeah, Mike Jerusalem. this is how he believes him because he believes that way. He, he, he hates people. Oh, Mary Earl, she hates, th- she hates uh, gay people. She hates this. People. They're just going to make things up about you. You know who they also made things up about was Jesus. And the book of Isaiah says he opened not his mouth. There's going to be times where you're not going to convince people. And this is why we have to be more mindful of our character than our reputation. If we focus more on what God has done in our lives rather than what people say about us. I know we're supposed to focus on character. But every once in a while, I just want to send an email or a message, a corrective email to so-and-so. Who said so-and-so about so-and-so. I just need to clear the air up. I've prayed about it. I've let the email sit in my draft box for 24 hours, and I've reread it, and it sounds godly and good. (laughs) But the problem is is that we're focusing more on what people... We care more on what people say about us rather than God's perception of us. This is vital that we get this. And and the, the, the tone of these accusations now... Remind me of how unfair the world will come against you. How unfair the attacks of the world. How dark. They will blindside you. They will below the belt. They are hurtful. That's because the culture does not celebrate your faith. But Daniel made a decision that there was no executive order that would come through that was contrary to Daniel's spiritual law. He says, nothing is going to make me change the way I think based on what's happening in government. And so sometimes we think that voting in a certain president is going to make life easier for the church. Can I go there? Thank you. Thank you for giving me permission. The last thing the church needs is an easier life. The answer is not in the voting booth. It's in the prayer closet. We have no, if we have, if we live a life of no enemies, we have no miracles. If we live a life with no conflict, we have no intervention. If we live a life where somebody's setting the stage for us, when last time you got the easy life, you got lazy. You almost backslid. So So Daniel says, it doesn't matter what the government is doing. I'm going to do what I did before. Let us be good stewards of how to live life spiritually before the lord and so this excellent spirit daniel didn't feel the need to confront daniel did not feel the need to say wait hold on a second um ben you know what so and so is saying this uh, about you and now Ben, naturally for me as well i want to be like oh let me call them up and just kind of clarify things hey what's going on i heard you want to talk to me You don't go confront them because that would be not good. But you go, hey, yeah, I heard I was just talking to Ben and I heard you needed to talk to me. Daniel did none of that. Think of how many times, including those sideways passive-aggressive posts that we put on social media, you know who you are. (laughs) Why is it that when some people post, you go, "Uh uh-oh, what happened? Lord, when I post, I don't want you to ever say, what happened? I want it to be uplifting. I want it to be encouraging. None of this sideways, passive-aggressive stuff. Let your yes be yes. Be a man of God. Have an excellent spirit. He had an excellent spirit. He didn't debate. He wasn't argumentative. The commentator said he just had a positive spirit. He didn't have the need. Your critics... Let me tell you, how did they know Daniel was praying? He's on the third floor in the upper room. They stalked him. Mm-hmm. They're coming after you. They hate you because they ain't you. All right. <laughs> this is Daniel. No. They followed him, and they specifically created an executive order, and Daniel was completely unfazed with it. Daniel said, it's not important what's happening in the government. What's more important was happening in the kingdom. Why do we respond more to executive orders than to the leading of the Holy Spirit? We were more interested in getting updates from Fauci than we're getting revelation of the Holy Spirit. What did Fauci say now? I don't know. I'm going to have church now. I heard it change. I'm not sure. I, I can't be consumed. I can't begin. I wish, I wish y'all would follow God's word like you followed when to wear a mask and how many feet and how many this and how many that. I, I wish that. And I know you're upset with me, but it's the truth. Because what happened in 2020 was a lot of y'all fall off the saddle. Daniel was like, no way, I'm going to go pray. Now, he didn't do it to, vindic- to be mean or vindictive. He says, I'm just going to do what I usually do. I'm just going to do what I usually do, and and that is to pray. And in 2020, a lot of people's faith were dismantled, but in 2020, a lot of people's faith were developed. And I'm thankful to the Lord for everyone that your faith was caught on fire as a result of conflict. There's nothing like a good conflict, a dark walk, that will set a fire in your soul, in your spirit. May we be more mindful of the kingdom's agenda than the government's agenda. Oh, I'm so hopeful for November 2024. What's that? I'm hopeful for what the Holy Spirit is doing now. I'm hopeful for the what. Daniel refused to give the government a level of obedience that was reserved for God and God alone. But they accused him of all kinds of mean stuff. I remember in 2020, they accused me. They were sending me messages. My, and people were sending me messages. Hey, Pastor Tony, I felt like in 2020, I was, I, I was in the Twilight Zone. Do you feel like you're in the Twilight Zone? <laughs> what is going on here? People were accusing me, of, de- of, me de- of me being a Democrat. People were accusing me of being a Republican. It's mean on both ends. <laughs> At the same time, Pastor Donovan. People were accusing me of being a liberal people accuse me of being a conservative I'm like make you guys make up your mind I'm gonna go and do what I usually do and I'm gonna go in my prayer closet because that's where I can find God I, I I just wanted to retreat you know what we got to do sometimes we just got to get away from the court of man into the court of God I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord because sometimes what people say about me it does affect me but then when I get back into the courts of the Lord I feel like it's a resetting of my mind I feel like it's a resetting of my spirit that I respond more to the voice of God than to the voice of man we're so just in, we're, we get so entrapped enamored the world Jesus said they hate me they're going to hate you and this is why we never take the platform of social media and be like this is what I believe absolutely not you want to have a one on one conversation you treat. But I'd like to know the government is coming up. The government, our world, our society is coming up. How can parents bring their five-year-old to a drag queen reading hour? Oh, don't say, oh, he's full of hate. Stop the nonsense. Stop. That's your go-to. Cut it out. How can you as a parent bring your five-year-old to have a story read by a grown man with a beard, dressed like a woman. Something's wrong there, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm here to tell you that there's something wrong. There's something wrong with the movement of the... Even science says they're silent on the transgender movement. God created you to be a man or a woman. We still believe in two genders. And stop going back or you're filled with hate. I'm telling you, this is based on principle. You got no principle. Science doesn't even agree with you. Come on. So we have the culture that's antagonistic towards faith. And Daniel, because he has an excellent spirit, he pretends that there's a zipper on his mouth. I want you to pretend there's a zipper on your mouth and do this. Some of you are not doing it. Don't make me do it for you. Some of you need to give me the key to the lock. (laughs) Pastor, when did I get the key back? I'm not sure yet. Somebody invited me a couple of months to go to a a camp, a silent camp in Connecticut. I'm like, what? No, no, it's a silent camp where you don't talk for three days. I'm like, no, no, no signing. It's It's not a deaf camp, Mary Earl. This is a camp where you reflect and don't talk and read for three days and look at the flowers i'm like i'm not interested well pastor tony there's good food i'm still not interested well pastor tony he's going to be a devotional by a, he's a famous speaker i'm like i i thought it was a silent camp well i'm still not interested <laughs> daniel closed his mouth because you can't take back what you never said you can't get in you can't get in trouble for things you say. You can get in trouble for things you think before God. But Daniel because he has an excellent spirit, he wasn't argumentative and all of these cultural anomalies coming at him and executive orders that are being thrown at us saying you have to you have to believe the way I believe, if not I'm going to call you you're a hypocrite and filled with hate. But I have pastor friends that will go to Facebook and social media and and just very aggressively, all in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. A fool says in his heart, there is no God. You're in danger of hell and damnation. God bless you. Have a good day. (laughs) And then people think I'm with him. Oh, no, I'm not with him. (laughs) Because there's conviction conviction and courage, but don't forget about grace and love. The, don't forget about the kind. Do you realize? Do you, re, do you realize, Cor, Do you realize that Jesus rebuked the religious leaders, but he became what? a friend of the sinners. Yeah, yeah. They accuse him. He says he's sitting. Hey, he never rebuked the sinner, but he rebuked the he rebuked the re- religious man. Sometimes I get along with unsaved people than I do with people in the church. Amen. Can I can I say that here? Yes. Man, sometimes I'm more connected to people who want to know about Jesus than people who know Jesus. So Daniel just kept his mouth closed. He didn't debate. He didn't argue. He just allowed, and he says, I'm going to do what I usually do. But pastor, we have to protest. You know what's protest? Your greatest protest is what happens in the prayer closet. Your greatest, actually, your greatest protest is your silence. It's like, oh, snap, they're not saying anything. Something's up. They always, they always, you know, somebody who's always talking and then all of a sudden they're silent. You're like, what's wrong? You know what the greatest protest is? The greatest protest is love, the greatest protest is grace. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Your greatest protest is when you walk in grace and you walk in obedience. You know what? The the haters are going to hate. The criticizers are going to criticize. But watch God elevate you and increase your favor with the Lord. That we are not here. You are not your own. That's what Paul says. You are not your own. You've been bought with the price. Now Paul gives us insight into this process now on how Daniel lived in Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. He says, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. Everybody say, citizens of heaven. heaven. Conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news of Christ. Now, when Paul was writing this passage in in a Greek world, in 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 a Roman world, everybody knew what a citizen was. A citizen was somebody who lived in a particular state, lived in a particular country, and lived in such a way as to contribute their talents and their ideals and their ideas to that city or to that state. That's what it meant to be a citizen. Now, Paul says be citizens of heaven. That word citizen in the original Greek is politeo, which in the English we get the word? Excellent job greek scholars politics is being a part of a community you promote the values of that community whatever gifts and talents that you have created and that you walk in in your life is to contribute To the welfare and the benefit of that city, that town, that country, that village. So when Paul says, be citizens of heaven, what he's saying is don't be a a politician for the Democrats, don't be a politician for the Republicans. He's saying, I need you to be a politician of heaven. You're pushing, you're pushing. This is not about your agenda. This is about kingdom manner. This is about kingdom ways. And when Jesus came to the earth, everybody's like, Oh, you're a king. Where's your throne? Where's your scepter? Where's your crown? Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is in, it's in you. So the world will constantly throw things at you to try to dismantle you. Everything around you, I got to tell you. And the reason why there's parts of this that I'm just so strong on, to say that the, the government is creating for years. It has nothing to do with a political party. We're living in a very dark secular age that is a fact this is not about being liberal or conservative this is about being godly this is about being godly. This is about having the spirit of the Lord on your life. And we are part of heaven's community. We uphold moral values. Uphold moral systems. Don't, don't celebrate a party, but celebrate the kingdom of heaven. So whatever, your, whatever process that you have in your mind that you've been told is the right way, if it does not celebrate kingdom, you need to throw it out of your brain. Yeah. Just like that. Whatever it is, find yourself a mentor That will help you interpret scripture. But right now in our world. Our world is dark. And the hope. Is not the voting booth. The hope. Is the prayer closet. And when Daniel. Heard what the government was doing. Guess what he did. He did what he always did. Now. When we talk about prayer in the Old Testament, it was Daniel, it was David. The psalm is filled with uh, instances where you were to pray three times a day. And if you look at the book of Acts, many of the apostles, they were taught to pray three times a day. But this kind of prayer wasn't connected to their need or to their crisis. It wasn't connected, Lord, I need, I need, I need. And it wasn't connected to, Lord, I'm in crisis, help me. It was connected to the fact that God wanted a real, fresh, revelation relationship with them. And so, when you spend time into the presence of God and you seek first his kingdom, when all these things will be added unto you, that's the kind of prayer that they prayed. So, when Daniel was faced with the dark decrees and all these laws that the government was creating specifically to take him down, you know what he did? He was distinguished. God raised him up. He had an excellent spirit. I'm not going to respond. And he went into his prayer closet and he spent time with Jesus. That is it. I wonder how much drama the church is creating because we want to prove ourselves right. You could be right but still be wrong at the same time. You can give right information but with a bad spirit. And you've canceled out the right information because you had a bad spirit. What did Daniel do? God elevate. And if you're in a place right now in your workplace, if you're in a place right now where it's dark, people hate you, please don't pray that God removes you and brings you somewhere else. <laughs> Yay. It's easy for me to say because where I work, everybody loves me. <laughs> right? But you know how many times people said, Patsoni, people hate me there. I'm like, stay. Yeah. Patsoni is really dark here. Stay. Patsoni is a terrible place. Stay. I had, I had a young lady here years ago come to me and say, Patsoni, where I work is very, very dark and, and just, it's a very bad place to work. And I help me get out of there. Pray that God sends me to another place. I said, what do you work? And she's a makeup artist that does the makeup for the dancers at the local clubs, at the local strip clubs. And I'm like, wait, how long does it take to do everybody's makeup? She's about half hour. Time out. You know Jesus. If Jesus were to take you out of that place, it's possible that you're the only light. That's right. So I say, you have a half hour to tell, you, do you talk to these women? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you ever talk to them about Jesus? Well, that's a good idea. Stay put. She started telling people about Jesus. And guess what happened? The dancers started getting saved. And guess what happened? Guess who the dancers came to church? Hmm. Restoration Church of Rhode Island. That's how God works. If they hate you, if it's dark, stay put. If it's filled with evil, stay put. Stay put. But also watch God raise you above. Everyone else... That King Darius ended up putting Daniel in charge. And when Daniel was rescued from the lions, Darius was like, you know what? There's something about this dude. We're going to do everything his way. We're all going to serve his God. And the, the mean part of the story is it says King Darius put those men that put him in the lions and their families. You're like, the wives, how many kids? The kids too. Kind of sad story, but i like to see it in a movie. But Anyway. If you're in a dark place in your job but they hate you, stay put. The reason God extends his favor to you, it's not for status, it's for purpose. God gives you raises. God gives you promotions. It's not for you. It's for him. It's for God's purpose to be done in your job. You might be the only person, and I'm talking to somebody here, you might be the only person That is the light in that workplace. Let your light so shine before men so that men and women, other men and women, can see that Jesus is for you, Jesus is in you, and Jesus is not against you. Jesus is not against you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we we are living in an age, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, where we need constantly divine intervention. So, Father, forgive us when we have attempted to do this on our own. Forgive us, Father, when we've gotten angry and try to rise up to the challenge to debate, quote, scripture. When we've tried to fight this in carnal ways instead of spiritual ways, Father. Lord, like Daniel, we want to live distinguished where we excel and rise up above and live in the favor of the Lord we want to have an excellent spirit Lord where Daniel wasn't phased, he wasn't stressed father he was silent he didn't debate he was chill and that's when you rose him up Lord to a new challenge and when darkness came at him he did what he usually did and that was to go back into his prayer closet and lord we go back into that time with you to get a revelation of the holy spirit where we are consumed the only government we are consumed by is the government that is not of this world so holy spirit i pray that you would help us lord so many so many in this in this service lord are just overwhelmed and and stressed about what's happening in current events and what's happening in their workplace what's happening in their family what's happening in their home and so Lord we shake all that off and get back into the place where we find peace and that's our time with you and we would ask you that you would help us so Father for the, even for those who are watching from home Lord that we would walk in your peace and that your peace would be our pace we'd have the swagger of the savior even the savior was hated and criticized even the savior they made up things about him and he kept his mouth closed and he fought his prayers and his battles in the prayer closet so today lord we just shake we shake things off shake off the weariness Shake off the heaviness, Father. And the place where you're at right now is exactly where God wants you to be. Don't try to get out of it. Stay right there. Represent. Shine. If they talk about you, let them talk about you. If they're making stuff up about you, The fact that they're spending so much time on Daniel. The fact that they're spending so much time on you is like, there's something about you. There's something, the anointing that's in you. And we don't fight our battles with carnal weapons. We fight our battles with spiritual weapons. So there's an anointing, there's a treasure in you that the enemy wants to dismantle. And what did Daniel do? Zip his lip. And he did what he usually did. He was more consumed with kingdom agenda than government happenings. Stay put. Watch God. Watch God deliver you time and time again. And create an arena of supernatural things to happen in your life. So God, we put you first. We settle our soul. You are good. You're helping us. If God before me who can be against me we are at peace with you we are at peace even with our enemies and we make it a priority to be at peace with all men and women you are first you are primary when antagonism comes our way I pray that you would give us wisdom to be able to not debate but to show the love and the courage, conviction but yet love and grace. Just like Jesus did. That we would have friends. The sinners around us would be our friends.